Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Beautiful places with Neil Humphreys on weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Neil, where is our beautiful place today? Our beautiful place, Glenn, is number three on our escape. COVID-19 Ulu <laughs> spots. I'm going to keep going with the remote spots until that yes, might as well. virus right as well, right? Sure. Goes away. I'm going to say a word to you first, only because I'm not sure if you're familiar with this word in, a, in the US. I don't know if it has the same okay. meaning. Allotment. Does that mean anything to you? Allotment. What, like some, you're given an allotment of something? No, it's a very specific term. Uh, okay, very then spe- I'm not. Okay, yeah, then I'm not. that's why I was curious. Yep. Beautiful places this week. Hort Park. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful spot in the west. I mean, it's part of the southern ridges, which we've touched on before, but it's, it's kind of not really. To get to it, you'd have to go towards Alexandra Road out in the west. It's actually, actually on Hyderabad uh, Road, uh, off Alexandra Road, and it's part of the Alexandra yeah, Garden Trail. Nice, nice beautiful there. spot. Yeah. Now, why Hort Park? Because firstly, it's relatively ulu, remote, quiet, peaceful, so you can go there. Again, it's on those make-out lists. I don't know why I keep finding these places on best places to kiss partners in Singapore. We're <laughs> obsessed with kissing people in Singapore. Again, I want to see what your search history looks like. Because... Is... Right, right. Before we go any further, <laughs> listeners, take my word things. for this. Take my word for this. If yes. you're in a car or you're at home, mm. just Google Singapore. I did this. Singapore, Singapore remote places or Singapore quiet places. And it comes up top makeout places in Singapore on about yeah. five different sites. Amazing SEO on that, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Hort Park. Okay, carry on. Beautiful place. Now, the reason I like Hort Park, a couple of reasons. One, it's very quiet and it's not far from uh, Kent uh, Kent Park, Kent Ridges, that area. Kent Ridge, yep. mm-hmm. Kent Ridge Park, very close by. It's peaceful. It's very green and it's relatively new. First time I went there, I saw a Brahmini kite, a, bir- a bird of prey, swoop and pull a lizard from the ground. Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah. At Hort and, Park. Yeah, at Hort Park. Wow. I've never forgotten. I've, I've, I've That's had cool. quite a few really wonderful wildlife encounters mm. in Singapore, but that was definitely one of the best. A real Nat Geo moment. You know, yeah. it literally, <laughs> you almost, it was so close, you hear that, that just faint swoosh of wings. Yeah. It was that close huh. because the park is so quiet. Yeah. So you... You get wildlife interactions you wouldn't necessarily get at East Coast or McRitchie because there's just so much foot traffic. So I like that. You get good wildlife encounters. It's very peaceful. The second part, Mm. it is the place to go for Singaporeans, Singapore residents who love gardening. It was set up first as an experiment, Hort Park, with this allotment gardening scheme. Okay. Now, I asked you because I I was pretty sure North Americans are not so familiar. Allotments were a very proudly working class British thing that Singaporeans inherited, which is when people grew up relatively poor in the slums of London and elsewhere, they didn't have gardens per se, right? They just had backyards with outdoor toilets. So the local council set up these allotments, which were green spaces. Uh, you know what I'm talking about now? Now I do. Yes. Where your retirees, your granddad, yes. your uncle, he could rent from the local council a tiny, and it would be smaller than this studio, yeah. a tiny plot of land 
for him to garden. Right. And he would grow his fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing. And it was a, it took off like a rocket. Of course it would, right? right? This yeah. is in the early 20th yeah. century. Yeah. To this day, Glenn, allotments are still popular in the UK. Huh. Okay. Singapore adopted something similar with the allotment gardening scheme. Mm. And Hort Park was the first pilot scheme about eight, nine years ago, oh. something like that. Glenn, it was a phenomenal success. I mean, it was fully registered just like that. And there are now 10 parks and gardens across the country, my local park, Pongal Park being one of them, mm. where you see these beautiful little corners. Yeah. There's one in Marine Parade. I'm sure you've seen it. Little green spaces where they're all sort of parceled and cornered off and retirees, pensioners will go down and they'll grow their fruits and vegetables and I just think it's absolutely wonderful and Hort Park started that. Huh. And they're also I mean, known as community gardens yeah, sometimes that's another word and, for it, and yeah. different places but I think maybe the difference might be that, that these are actual individual plots for individual correct. people versus everyone comes and collectively correct. works on the same one. Absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when you go there and it's, I can't recommend this enough to listeners when you go there you see this wonderful sense of individuality, which is not that common sometimes mm. in Singapore. Mm. You know, mm. we have this very utilitarian approach. Town gardens can look the same. HDB estates can look yep. the same. Yep. But when you go to Hort Park, you see these little parcels, these little allotments, and this guy's growing his Chinese vegetables, and this guy's growing his potatoes, mm. and this guy, and it's wonderful. It's it's almost slightly messy and slightly scruffy as nature is, yeah. <laughs> slightly anarchic as nature is. And you see the retirees and they're talking in Hokkien and they're talking across to each other. And it has a wonderful kampong feel because at weekends, huh. all the green fingers come out. You know, they'll yeah. go to, the, there's a garden center there. So you can buy your crops and your seeds and gardening magazines or whatever, gardening tools. Huh. And it has this wonderful, wonderful kampong feel for gardeners, young and old. And we talked about this earlier with the football. Younger people are appreciating the outdoors more, you know, whether it's playing sports or it's gardening. You know, you've got this idea. It's not just retirees. You know, you see younger people who want to get into the soil. Mm, You know, mm, they want to play with mm, the mud. They want to grow something. You're seeing it now on housing estates everywhere, aren't you? People have planters. They're growing vegetables. They're growing. uh, The government is encouraging this. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah. wonderful. A little bit of nature, wonderful. Yeah. You know, and I and it's a shame that it, it often is limited to the older generation because yeah. kids really need to get out and, and understand what that's like. I know I remember growing up as a kid, we, we lived in a variety of, of places that – uh, perhaps unlike your growing up, we had we had you know pretty pretty large yards and, mm. and outdoor areas where we could go out and dig in the mud and 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 you know my mom was always planting gardens and things and so we were encouraged to to help her with that stuff. But just to understand that cycle of nature from actually having your hands on it Absolutely. and not just reading about it in a book. Absolutely. Um, and you know again the fresh air and not having a screen in front of your face and uh, it was just fantastic. So I hope I hope some of these allotments community gardens. Mm. Um, actually encouraged kids to get out there too. Now, of course, Bollywood Veggies, uh, yep. you know, up in the north, they, they do a great job of, of – most schools go there at some point for a – That whole area, the Lim Chu Kung, Lim Chu Kung. Uh, Kranji Kran- countryside, they run feeder buses at the weekend that serve, I think it's Chua Chu Kung MRT, mm. they go in a loop. Mm-hmm. So there are uh, lots of tours you can do around there. Hort Park does gardening tours, um, does gardening exhibitions. There's always something happening there. You can go online, anyone listening, to end parks and go to their actual allotment 
gardening scheme mm. and put your name down. It's a waiting list. Yeah. That's how popular they are. <laughs> but you can get your name down and you can grow your fruits and veggies with your grandkids or your own kids or whatever. It's a wonderful thing. And, and ironically, I did have, because I lived on what we call an end of terrace council house oh. when I was a kid. We uh-huh. actually had three gardens. We had one oh. at the front, one at the side, and one at the back. Well, aren't you upper class? We huh? grew loads of weeds. <laughs> <laughs> one time, very briefly, I know the year exactly, it was 1981. The reason I know that is because the first Indiana Jones movie had come out, ah. Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. Sure. So for five minutes, we were all obsessed with archaeology, <laughs> right? And we assumed that there were treasures just waiting for us of course. in the garden. We all did it. <laughs> Me and my friend Ross, we went straight into my front garden. This absolutely killed my mother because we made a mess. And we dug with shovels and we found we found a siren, a small siren that turns out was used in the Second World War. I was going to say World War II. By the home guards. Get out. Yeah, it was just like in the front garden. Because my area was bombed during the World War oh, II, the Blitz, because I'm in East London. Yeah. So there was some bomb damage in World War II. Yeah. So it was a little siren, a handheld siren, <laughs> like a loud hailer yeah. from World War II that some old home guard yeah, guy had. Some old guy, yeah. And me and my friend said, we're rich. It's worth millions. It's worth millions. You know, it's worth nothing. But it was fun. But on the point of allotments, very briefly, it's so wonderful to see these uh, uncles and aunties in the, in the allotments of Hort Park because when I was a kid, if you had a working class allotment, it was usually where your uncle stored stolen goods. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. So if 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 your dad No, you you're using the royal your uncle, but what you mean is your uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if your uncle had come into some sportswear something had fallen off a yeah, truck, for example. Yeah. Did you say you wanted Nike trainers? Give me two weeks. And most normal people listening to this will go to their allotments to get their Talgay, their bean sprouts or whatever. I went to the allotment to get my clothes. <laughs> my uncle would go to this tiny shed and lift up. In the shed. And this week it's, oh, it's underwear. Okay, fine. I'll take 10 pairs. That was my world. So it's very refreshing to see gardening allotments actually used for gardening. <laughs> To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.